Oh, good morning, everybody. So, everybody, how's it going? Okay. Um, so, there are free donuts coming out right now. Oh, now here we go. We got excitement. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good to um, to be here with you guys once again. Um, we. Um, I just have to let you guys know. Last week, uh, I, I wanted to give you this message. Last week, I spoke to. Pastor Louis, I, for, for those who don't know Pastor Louis, him and his wife started Prodeo, and then they felt called to replant or, or plant again or move to Canada to, to, to raise up a church that has been there already, and, and that's how our journey with Prodeo started. But I had a, a, a chat with um, Pastor Louis last week, and guys, they really need your prayers, man. The man's translucent. There is no sun in Canada. So, but they, they are doing really well. They're having a really great time. So I, I want to ask you guys quickly, if you are friends with either Pastor Louis or you Lundy on Facebook, can I ask you quickly, jump on your phones if you can. Climb onto Facebook and just send them a message now quickly. Let's wake them up. I think they're seven hours behind us. So they are in that good sleep. Um, but I don't think they're in the good sleep because, you know, they've got a little girl, Abigail. She's growing really well. Um, but just send them a message. Tell them, say, sup, from South Africa, we love you. We're praying for you guys um, because what God is really using Pastor Louis in Canada to see things change. And I want them to know that we are really, um, as a family, still behind them, still supporting them. So if you do have them on Facebook, hey, if you got them on WhatsApp, if you, got them, if you got them on WhatsApp, wake them up. He's probably going to watch this later, and he goes, it's that guy. He's so weird. Yeah, but that's how we love. <laughs> we love crazy here. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, guys, um, fire them up. Uh, we are currently busy with our series called Jesus Opposite Attracts. And how many of you guys, I, how, how was your week this week? I realized I drop, I had to drop a lot of stones. I, I carry a lot of stones around with me. And like every five seconds, my wife would go, drop a stone. Just drop it. Just drop it. I don't know. For those who don't know, in our series that we kicked off last week, we were talking about, um, we, we used the illustration of the lady that was caught in, uh, in adultery and how everybody was just so ready to throw stones at her. And Jesus goes, you know what? In all that we do, we just need to love them. So we, we shouldn't be throwing stones. We should be dropping them. And it, it was a really tough week for me. Um, I feel lighter. I actually climbed on the scale because I'm not car carrying any of those stones around me anymore. <laughs> and the scale still can't read me. So, <laughs> uh, But today we're going to continue in our series called Jesus, Opposite Attracts. Because not only do we want more of Jesus, but as we want more of Him, of who He is, we need to portray that in our lives. Because it's His character that we carry, it's, it's His DNA that is in us, and so we need to walk like He walked, we need to talk like He spoke. Um, I was going to say talk like He talked. I don't know. But yeah, I believe there's just something about the characteristic of Jesus that we need to pursue. So today, can I ask you to turn with me 
to the book of Luke, we are going to be studying our or taking our next lesson from Jesus out of the book of Luke. We're going to be in chapter 19 for those who have your Bibles. Um, we are going to be in chapter 19 from verse 1. And it is going to be a familiar story. How many of you guys know nothing we preach on is unfamiliar? Everything is in the Bible. So if you ever want to know, hey, is this dude preaching properly? Go read the Bible. Hey, because guys, test everything. What I say, go read your Bible. I'm not just here to give you a fancy sermon. I really, in everything that God has called us to do, is to encourage you and equip you and to inspire you to walk like Jesus. So here we go. Luke chapter 19 from verse 1. This is what it says. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. How many of you guys like those kind of friends? He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner, cease Jesus. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord. I just want to pause. Can I pause there? He ran to see who Jesus was. He didn't know Jesus. But he has an encounter with Jesus. And from his encounter, he gets a revelation. The same happened with Peter. When Peter encountered Jesus, he was just a teacher. But after God in Jesus encountered him, he became exactly what Zacchaeus did here. He goes, look, Lord. How many of us have actually had an encounter with Jesus this week? Because we can get so caught up in praying for things and complaining about how things aren't being met that we forget to encounter the Lord. Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. Not a bit, not a tenth, half. Half of it I give to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Come on. As we kick off and continue in our series today, if you take notes, can we just see what God has to tell us from this title, one of us. 
just one of us. Can we pray? Hmm. Father, you see us differently. So as we sit here, I pray, work in us. Change our minds, touch our hearts. Do what only you can do. As we open your word, I pray, strengthen us through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Is there anything you dislike that other people do? Changing lanes on the highway without indicators. Can I get an amen? I don't know. I've always wanted to say, can I get an amen? Whoop, whoop. Hey, um, another, you know, something that bugs me is people that chew loudly or talk with food in their mouths. Now, now I've got a problem with that. Ask, ask Alison, like my mom, I, I don't know, growing up, whenever I spoke with food in my mouth, she would like, hey, hey, Kanyo. She didn't even say, Kanyo, I just got a, Whoosh. and now I've grown up used to, like, a, a, when people talk with food in my, with their mouths, it drives me crazy. Guess what? My mom does it. And I go, no, I can't, no, I can't. I've never hit my mom. But I have looked at her and go, really, woman, why? <laughs> For all my life have you shouted at me and now you do that. So, so I, have, I have issues when it comes to, I've got a lot, I, you guys know I subscribe. I've got a whole collection of issues. Um, but I've got to tell you this story. I, I, I don't know who I've told. So I've got tattoos, not many, one. Wow. <laughs> one arm, should I say, <laughs> not just one. And um, my parents are totally against getting inked. And so one day I decide, hey, I'm going to do, do what men do, be rebellious. No, I didn't do that. I just thought, hey, I, I really want a tattoo. And so I go and I get one. <laughs> and, I, you know, I thought my mom would be proud of me because it was her first grandson's name on my arm. And I'm like, yes, this is awesome. So I go get a tattoo. Um, this was like on the Thursday and for Sunday, I don't know how many of you guys still have that uh, whole tradition where you used to go to your parents' house for lunch because you hate doing dishes and mom makes better food than you. So, and you want to give your wife off. That's, that's, that's kind of how we worked it. So we would go to my mom's house and we're having lunch. And while she's finishing up prepping the food and stuff like that, I, I'm sitting in the dining room. She's sitting in the kitchen. Ellie's sitting next to me. My dad is in the one room doing something else. My older sister, I don't know where she was. She was in the room. And I turned to my mom, because I know she's the most vocal. And I go, yo, mom, do you love me? And she goes, of course, my baby. I love you so much. And I'm like, out of all the things I've done in my life, you have never stopped loving me. And she goes, yes, baby. You know, like with that sincere nunu pie kind of attitude. And she goes, I, of course I loved you and I won't stop loving you. So there is nothing I can do that will stop you from loving me. And she goes, come on, man, what is wrong? Of course I love you. But she's not looking at me. So I roll up my sleeve and I, and I do that whole, oh, oh, man, it's just such a nice afternoon. I'm like, hey, mom. And she looks and here's this big tattoo on my arm and she goes, Trevor, that's my dad's name. Come look what your son did. And she's like, she likes horrified. And I'm like, it's, it's okay. Ellie got one as well. 
Now, I wasn't planning on throwing her under the bus. I just wanted to say, hey, we, we, it was a couple's thing. You know, buy one, get white one free. I don't know. And um, so my mom doesn't, she goes, are you okay? To Ellie. And she turns to me and goes, look what you did to my daughter. I'm like, shocking. She was like, what the heck just happened? But as you can see, um, for those who have met my mom, she still loves me. I mean, lunch was a little bit awkward because there was a lot of questions after that. And every time she saw me after that, for a year, she asked me, what did you do now? I'm like, do you still love me? Of course I love you, but how much more do you have on you? You know, like she kept, she kept like, asking because, you know, that wasn't something that we did. And it's when, when, when people do stuff that are different to you, you kind of go, well, hold on, hold on, that's not right. You've you got you to gotta keep your distance. Put on your mask, move away. Last week we spoke about stones. And this week we want to talk about something totally different. Because can I bring Zacchaeus into the story here quickly? Zacchaeus, if you have ever been in Sunday school, you would have heard about the man Zacchaeus, the rich little hobbit from the Shire. And it's a very cute story because we all learn about this little guy that couldn't see and then he runs, climbs up a tree, sees Jesus and Jesus stares back at him and the eyes connect and they play that music and everything slows down. And then Jesus goes, I need to go to your house and they go and have a meal, and everything is amazing. And we all cheer, and we go, God is good. But let me paint you the real picture of Zacchaeus quickly. Because like last week, we need to get a real context of what is happening here so that we can apply it to our lives. Zacchaeus wasn't a nice guy. Let's look at this. He was a tax collector, which means he would go to the people in the area and grab a tax from them. And he would give it to the Romans, who were the power and the rulers at that time. Now, it's not that Asterix Obelix kind of Romans, that really cute little drawing kind of things. They were horrific people. They would go into power by taking over a place. They would kill people and babies and if you ever spoke up against them or didn't do what they said, they would decapitate you and put your body and your head and line it in the street as something that goes, hey, this is because they stood up to us and we won't have it. That is the kind of people the Romans were. And so what they did was they got people in that town to collect taxes for them. So think about it. Yes, Zacchaeus, part of the Israelites, the Jews, and he has gone and said, I will claim taxes for you guys. But not only does he go and collect taxes for them, he actually asks them for a little bit more, and he lines his own pocket. And what's worse, he is the chief tax collector. So he's got other guys under him. So he is the very first mob boss. He is a gangster, and no one likes him. And this is the story that we are actually working with. 
No one likes Zacchaeus because when they see him, have you ever seen someone and know exactly what they are on about? You look at them and they go, that person's no good. We were ministering in Elsie's Rafid once, and what we would always do is we would be in the school that we ministered to. It really felt like I was in the Kruger Park, man. I was safe in the fencing. And um, I actually told him this story, and I'm like, but there's no one coming here for us to pray for. Can we go out there? And they look at me and like, Milo, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. And one of the ladies that is like amazing, that has you know, just a presence in that area, she goes, come Milo, I'll go with you. And she takes me around and I start just seeing groups of people and I walk up to them and I pray. And um, you know, everybody wants prayer at that time, so I'm praying for them. But then this guy walks and as he starts walking, everybody leaves. The streets clear out, and I catch his eye, and I go, sup? And this lady sees me greeting him, and she goes, come, Milo, it's time to go. I'm like, what? What happened? She's like, if you see him, there's trouble. Because, guys, there was no one. Everybody was gone. And so there are those people that when you look at them, you know that something's going to go down. So whenever they saw Zacchaeus, they were awful because he's coming to take something from us. Do you have someone like that in your life? Do you know someone that you look at them and you go, you know what, society would be better, this world would be better if they weren't in it? Have you ever come across people, I'm sure we have looked at people in that way where it goes, that's a Zacchaeus. That, that is really not a cool person. But something very interesting in this passage is all Zacchaeus wants to do is see who Jesus is. In everything that he has done, he still has a longing to see who Jesus is. Can I tell you something? The world out there, we won't even know who they are. All they want is to have an encounter with Jesus they might say they don't want to, but when they see the power, when they experience, when they hear what God has done in our lives and see for themselves how He works through us, people want to see Him. And we shouldn't be the ones to keep them away. See, it doesn't matter who you are or what you have done, Jesus will meet you at your lowest point. Jesus wants to see you in your sin. He doesn't want you to clean up. He wants you. He doesn't want you to try and fix it. He wants you to run to him. But the problem that Zacchaeus had was that he couldn't get to Jesus. Why? Because of the crowd. Sometimes the reason people can't get to Jesus is because those following him are blocking the others. And what we have to do, and this is what I, the first point that I would like us to look at, as we pursue more of Jesus, pursue more of him this year, can we please make a way for others? You see, he wanted to see who Jesus was, but he couldn't because of the crowd.
Last week, we decided to stop throwing stones. This week, can we please make a way for people to see Jesus? And by that, I mean, how are you living your life? If people need to encounter Jesus in this day and age, where they are so easily offended, where they are so easily turned around, where are they so easily just want something and leave, can we be different? Can we live differently? Because just because they are different doesn't mean we have to keep them from Jesus. We actually need to get Jesus to them because they don't feel welcome here most of the time. We went to a wedding yesterday. I've got to let you guys know, for those whose kids go to our kids' ministry, uh, we have a teacher there. Her name is Ruth. Her brother's Emma. He plays on the band. Uh, she got married yesterday. Yes, yes, come on. No, we're going to... People get married. Come on, we're going to get excited about good stuff. And uh, if one person claps, everybody claps. Uh, no, but so, so we went to this wedding, and... Um, they Rwandian, is that a word? Rwandan? They're from Wakanda? Rwanda? I don't know, it's somewhere there. And um, so, so most of the ceremony was in a language I did not understand. And they could tell we were different because I don't know if you noticed, Ali is a few shades lighter than me, and so are my kids. You never noticed? Neither did I. Apparently they did. And so... What happened was, we were different, but just because we were different, we felt so welcome, they didn't push us away. Because whenever someone spoke, there would be a stranger that would just walk up to us and go, they are actually asking all the men to stand. I'm like, oh, that's me, that's me. And I stand up. And then they're going, and, and, and then they talk about stuff, and they go, no, the father of the groom is asking and saying thank you to the father of the bride because of this. So we were constantly being spoken to by different people. And, and, and this sat so heavily with me yesterday as we were different, but I felt so welcome. In the world, when people are different, they always push you away. You see, can we live a life, and just because people are different, can we not block them? You see, we want to keep him to ourselves at work. You know, we wake up in the morning, we pray, and we go, Jesus, bless us in this day, and we go to work, and then someone's there, and they've got a headache. But we don't pray for them. What do we do? It's like, do you have a headache? Oh, shame, I'm sorry but they need a glimpse of Jesus. So can we not keep him away from them? We keep him away from um, when we meet up with friends. A friend goes through a troubling time, and sometimes um, we, we, like, we don't want to impose everything that we are on them, so when they are going through something, we don't share the word God gives us for them. We'd rather keep it to ourselves because we are scared. That is us blocking the world from Jesus. Um, Ali and myself, uh, my son was playing cricket, was it this Monday that passed? And these, do you guys know JCs? 
Uh, not Jesus Christ. Um, JC is the little icy thing. Yes, now you know what a JC is. It's like JCs are the little ICs that they buy. So there's this garage that we go and buy ICs from, JCs. And is it a bumpy? The bumpies. I haven't heard that word in years. A bumpy. Let me ask, does anybody on this side know what a bumpy is? Hey, do you guys know what bumpies are? Wow, I'm not that old. Yay! Come on. Bumpies. So we went to go buy them bumpies. JCs for the English folk. And um, we bought a whole lot, and we're walking there, and we're freezing, and we get to the place where you pay there in front, and this lady's behind the window at this garage store, and, and she, she's standing there, and she's doing this. And I look at her, I'm like, what's up? How are you doing? And she goes, oh, man, I've got this headache. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, it's bad. I've had it the whole morning. I'm like, can I pray for you? And she looks at me and she goes, yeah. And I wanted to say, put your head against the glass, man. But I did it. I did it. And I'm like, can I just pray for you? And there are people waiting behind us. And so I'm like, I just prayed for her through the window. And I'm like, in Jesus' name, headache be gone. How are you feeling? And she goes, feeling a bit better feeling a bit better. I'm like, okay, well, if you're feeling better, then that is good. We can pray again. But you see, we can't keep Jesus away from people. People are looking at us and going, everybody says this, we might be the only connection to Jesus that someone might ever get. So we cannot be the ones that keep pushing them away. Just because they listen to different music doesn't mean that we should push them away. Just because their, their tattoos say, um, Mom, I love Mom, doesn't mean we have to push them away. That's not manly. Just because they speak different to us and they don't have our church lingo, can we not push them away? You know, I always, I, I, for, for a long time, we, we had this series where I would walk up and I'd go, Sub Saints. You know, and, and people go, what's a saint? And I'm like, you are. If you believe in Jesus, you're a saint. It's like, but we don't understand. And I'm like, sup, fam. We've got to change it. Don't keep pushing people away because people want to see Jesus. Alison and myself, in prepping for this series, it actually started, what, this week? We, we, we've got the series mapped out. And as I was prepping for this one, I walked up to Ellie and I went to her, can we find one word that we can use to describe every talk in the series? And she goes, yeah, why? I'm like, because when we go through this, I would like there to be something that we can take home with us, even if it's just that one word. And last week's one was, we need to be able to forgive people. Because we are so offended that we are so slow to forgive them. And so we pick up a stone and we throw it at them. And so Jesus goes, let's forgive people and let's drop stones. Let's drop stones. And today, with today's series, today's, today's chat, God just put on me that this week's word is grace. We need grace. Because grace is what put us here in these seats. And grace is what's going to get other people to connect with Jesus. Grace runs after us, and grace is free. So whatever we have, it's not ours to sell, it's ours to give. 
And so we need to operate from a platform of grace, and that is what Jesus is doing. So number one, we need to make a way for them to get here, to encounter Jesus. But number two, we have to go. We have to go. We, how many of you guys still have the I Love You cards or You Are Loved cards? We, we, we are working on a new one. What is the new one called? Um, you, you are worth dying for, or you are, yeah, something like that. That's an English thing. What? We're working on it. But we're going to make it so easy for us to go and tell people about Jesus. Because he commissioned us all to go. Go and make disciples of who? All nations. Not just down your street, not just at your workplace, not just at your social gatherings, everywhere you find yourself. Go and tell them about the good news. Have a look here, Luke 19, verse 5 to 7. It says, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to be with a guest of sinner, of a sinner. I believe Jesus was colored. Because he didn't wait for an invite, he invited himself. Come on, come on. Jesus is so direct, he will even tell you what he wants for lunch. Can we be that? No, not colored. Sorry, not colored. Okay, well, what are you guys having for lunch? <laughs> I don't mean that. Sorry, that was too soon. <laughs> Come on. But can we be like Jesus when we see someone that actually looks like they just need a hug? Can we be forceful and go, hey, can I tell you about something? Can I share Jesus with you? Can I say, can we be forward? Can you buy someone a cup of coffee? I just want to bless you with this. I just want to tell you that you are loved. Alison had, God had spoken to her. Now, you guys know God speaks to me through Alison. Don't do that. Go there. You need to start listening. But God spoke to Ali directly, and, and, and he told her, I need you to give one of these cards to a lady at school, at our kids' school. And it was the most random thing that could have happened. And Ellie's at this place, the car wash. And so what is now? This lady flies in in front of Allison and takes a spot there. And Ellie goes, oh. And this woman walks away. And in that gulf, she goes, that is her. And she didn't do it. But then we had another opportunity and um, we, we were setting up for a function this week at the kids' school. And as I was leaving, I, I go, hey, Charlie Bravo. Charlie Bravo, come in. This is Alpha. The package is on its way. She goes, what? The lady you're supposed to talk to is coming in by the gate. She goes, ooh, 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 okay, 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 okay. And she runs. She gets a card. She goes to this woman, and she gives the card to the lady. And she goes, I don't know what's your name. I don't know why I have to do this, but I believe you need this. And the woman goes, you have 
no idea. That's because she didn't wait for this woman to come to her. She went. Can we be a church that goes? Can we be a church that, you know what? Dude, do you want to be a part of this? I, I, okay, you, let, let's go and fetch them. Can, can we go and fetch people? We're praying for, to have that we become a church of faith. Look at this place. I am trusting and believing for double services, for people to encounter God, for the broken to come in and be restored, for the hurting to come in and feel safe. But we need to go and tell them about who Jesus is, that we have a space for them, that over here they're going to find a family. We need to go because it's our mission. And in your mission, you will find that people will mutter. I love what it says. It says, and all the people saw this and began to mutter. I looked up that word, all the people, in Greek, and guess what it said? I don't know, because I can't read Greek. But I looked at the English dictionary, and all means all, not some. Every single one of them that was following Jesus muttered because he went to someone that was different to them. Can we stop muttering about what is going on? Because have a look like this. Grace doesn't focus on the crime. Sorry, grace doesn't focus on the crime. It cares about the criminal. Because when something, someone's doing something wrong, if we focus on what they've done, we will never see what God wants to do in them. And then we keep pushing them away. We keep blocking them. But Jesus looked at the criminal, and you know what? Where others saw a sinner, because they said he has gone to be with a sinner, right? Where others saw a sinner, Jesus saw a son. Luke 19, 9-10 says this, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. We have so many people that have been pushed to the outskirts of what we believe to be part of this family because of things that happened, because of who we are. And Jesus goes, you know what? We need to go and get them. My mom still loves me. I am different. Since the time I got my first tattoo, I have acquired more. And so have my sisters. And my mom looks at me, he's like, you're such an influential person. But she still loves me. She still wants me to come for lunch, even though I stay in Cape Town. She still wants to be around me, even though my music taste is different to theirs. Even though people still talk with food in their mouths, I still want to have a meal with them. I still want to sit down and chat to them over Braibruikis and Budavos. 
and the occasional potato bake. You see, it doesn't matter if people are different to you. What everybody needs is Jesus. Everybody wants to encounter Jesus. And can I tell you something? We were there as well. Someone asked me once, Milo, do you remember when you gave your heart to Jesus? And I told them, you know what? I can't remember a time I didn't walk with Jesus. But I do remember a time when I needed him and I was so lost. And I turned to him and I go, you know what, Lord? At this point in time, I know you, I serve you, but I need to change. We are all there. Everybody has issues. Everybody sins. Everybody's got problems. And everybody has God's grace. It's just up to us. Are we going to block them or are we going to make a way? Are we going to go and get them or are we going to focus on what they've done and walk away? See, Jesus found us. We didn't find him. You know, we always say, I found Jesus. But we were just like Zacchaeus. We were just curious. And it's our curiosity that got us an encounter with Jesus. And he saved us. Know this, the church can't save you, but we can serve you. And we can serve you by going out and telling you about Jesus. They're one of us. They're one of us. So can I ask, this week, can we have grace for people that we encounter? Because they are one of us. And can we make a way for them to encounter Jesus? And even better, how's about we go and fetch them? How's about we go to them and tell them about who Jesus is? And we pray.